0: Join a Planet Fitness near you from $5 a week plus no-locking contract. Enjoy tons of equipment and small group classes. Upgrade to our Black Card membership to bring a friend for free and access our Black Card spa. planetfitness.com.au Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low
1: maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.
0: Macca's 30 Days, 30 Deals is back. Claim daily deals only on the My Maccas app. Welcome to the Macca's Run with Sam Hargraves.
1: Uh, yes, indeed. A very good evening to you and welcome to the Macca's Run in the sexy new time slot of 7.30 uh, p.m., uh, we do it all for McDonald's, of course. One three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number to call to have your say on the news of the day, and that's what we do. We recap the major news stories and the major talking points from across the day, so you can have your say. One 736 on the Harcourts open line. Your move, your Harcourts. And you can text in at any point on the 40 Winks temper text. Consumers choice winner, temper mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases conforms to the exact shape of your body. And Macca's 30 days, 30 deals is back. And it's probably hard to go past the fallout, isn't it? Probably very, very hard to go past the fallout of the Australian capitulation, disappointment, whatever you want to call it. The fact that Australia, the defending champions are not into the semi-final phase of this ICC Men's T20 World Cup um, at home. It's created a lot of opinion and a lot of talk. So one 736 736 Harcourts Open Line, your move, your Harcourts. For all things real estate, speak to Harcourts. For all things sport, have a chat to me. Uh, It is an absolute privilege to be able to come on, by the way, um, after Sports Day in its new home here at SEN. An iconic show um, and an iconic host. Um Jared Healy is as respected a voice in football, in sport, as a player, as a pundit, as an analyst um, and as an opinion maker as there is. So um I've got an old saying in life, if you can't beat them, if you can't beat them, be replaced by them. So uh it is an absolute joy to be coming on uh, at 7.30 and not having to go head to head with the juggernaut that is Sports Day because it's here. On SEN, and that is incredibly exciting. And when he and Kane Corns get together, that's going to be must-listen radio, as it is at the moment. Brad Johnson uh, doing a sterling job, um, and and what a man, Brad Johnson is. So I had a few people texting saying, "What's happening to you uh, when Sports Day starts?" Um, so it's uh, it's yeah, it's an absolute privilege to be able to come on uh, after uh, Jared uh, kicked the Jew off for me. No, just kidding. Um, it's a, an iconic show and wonderful to have it. On the home of sport, SEN. So 1300 736 736, 98 1116. Off the text, David says, Why have we not heard from the Australian coach? Langer would have fronted up. Seems the Aussie coach is now in a relevant role. Well, Dave, he has spoken, and I'll play you some of the audio um, of Andrew McDonald and his view on where things are at and, and where things went wrong. Uh, but I'd love to hear from you first and foremost, because I think there's a couple of things here. There's two parts of this to analyse. The first part is what went wrong on the field for Australia. And obviously you can take it back to the demolition job that New Zealand uh, put on us in our first game. And it was always going to be a long road back after that. Net run rate never really recovered and we were never able to correct the damage that was done to net run rate in in the remainder of the games. And then there was the rained out game and that didn't help either. Uh, In the lead up, to it, I think, in the nine lead up games we played, uh, only once did they use the side that it would seem they that the selectors thought was their best side, so we were never really settled coming in. There was injuries, Marcus Stoinis, Pat Cummins was rested a lot, um, Dave Warner was rested a lot, so we we experimented with the lineup, which was a strange choice, given that we were just about to go into a World Cup, and you would have thought me as just a layman and just a ball by ball commentator would have thought that you'd sort of want your best team sort of locked in and and playing, you know, regularly and in unison um, at least four or five games out. But that wasn't the case either. So there's the performances on the field, the fact that we didn't really have a player dominate. You know, Adam Zampa took the second most wickets in the Super 12. I think it was second most, but behind when Indu De Silva at last year's T20 World Cup. It didn't quite go that way for him. Josh Hazelwood was a number one ranked T20 bowler coming in, and he didn't quite... Um, have the uh, productivity that he would have been hoping for, given the quantum leap that he's made in his status in the game. And from a run's point of view, it never really happened. Hasn't been a high-scoring World Cup. But, yeah, we certainly um, didn't do anything to to move the needle there. From a, a bat. So we didn't really dominate in any phase. I didn't really have anyone have a, a phenomenal World Cup. And you sort of need that if you're going to have the success. And we certainly had that last time around. Um, so th- there's the on field about what went wrong and what you think of that and where you think that went wrong. And then there's the off field. I-, I had the privilege of being there last night when 82,000 more, and I would say that 81,500, maybe even 82 of the 82 plus that were there were Indian fans. Well under the Zimbabwean fans that were there. But there was essentially a dead rubber. India by that stage had qualified. Um, it was just a matter of whether they'd finished uh, first or second in Group 2. Pakistan now will play New Zealand on Wednesday night and then England uh, play India. But there was 82-odd thousand for, for, for a game against Zimbabwe, a 71-run win. Where were the Australian fans? So where are we at with our buy into the Australian cricket side or to T20 that we just never, ever got a decent crowd to any of the games and we were the host nation and the defending champions. People just didn't turn up. They voted with their feet. There's something not quite right. And when you look at some of the fans of some of the other countries, it doesn't matter if it was 82,000 Indian fans or if it was, you know, the few thousand Sri Lankan fans that, that have like three different bands all playing in unison and they every moment's a moment of joy and celebration or was it, you know, the Zimbabwean fans that turned up in a sea of blue just to, to wave their flags and jump up and down for any great moment. But we were outfanned as well. We were outplayed and we were outfanned. So, why is that? We were taught a lesson in what it means to truly love your cricketing nation by just about every other nation that was here. And as a fan, that was I was I was a little embarrassed about that because maybe it doesn't mean as much to us. Maybe it's the format, maybe it's the team themselves. but the numbers don't lie. We just did not get good crowds. So why is that? I want you to be able to tell me one three hundred. Seven three six seven three six. This is Jared Waitley and Damien Fleming speaking about what Australia do now with their Twenty Twenty team.
0: And let's be honest, Jared, you don't win unless three of your top four have have big tournaments. So who are going to be those top order players that um, can basically just win your win your T Twenty World Cups? And then and then you know Tim David, that type of player is definitely you know he'd have to be in their plans. You know, can we get another one? Maybe a left-handed Tim David who could go out there with eight balls to go and score 20. But, you know, when when do you start to look at this? The next game's not until August. Um, we've got a 50-over World Cup, so they've got to make, put most of their focus there. So it'll be intriguing to see what our first team is when when the World Cup is, in two years' time, over there in America and the Caribbean. Yeah, so I think this just totally gets shelved now and, and and should. There's a five-test summer coming, then test series against India in India, the Ashes in England and a 50-over World Cup. Like that That's where all of Australia's planning, thoughts, energies should go, which is why I just wonder whether there's a... It's not a side project. It's a, if you are actually going to rebuild this, what happens during the BBL and how do you harness that in the immediate aftermath when there, there is, there's no incentive? In fact, it would be a pure distraction if Australian cricket spent any time on it, given the, the demands that are coming. The, the, the Langer thing's big in this. Pe- people didn't like how that happened. And Justin Langer was, was much loved as a player and, you know, went about his business and he was hard-nosed. And you know, that unceremonious dumping of the coach and the the player's activity behind the scenes in that, that, that has left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths.
1: So there's Flem and Jared speaking about what to do on the field and there's Simon O'Donnell trying to explain what went wrong off the field. So we were outplayed and outfanned in this World Cup. And why that is, why are we outfanned? I'm really curious to know. one 736 736 Phil's in Baronia who's going to try and uh, shed some light on this. Uh, Phil, hello to you. Yeah, good evening.
2: Um, I know a lot of Phil have foxtails, a lot of Phil have KO, but I honestly believe that the Australian public connection with the Australian team died, or dwindled at least, when the basic free-to-air coverage changed. Uh, I know that when I was a kid, I would watch every game, even at the T20, you catch a game coming up you know, later in life, and you watch them all. Your mum and dad would sit around and do the whole thing. Now, my nine-year-old, he's been to a few big bash games and loves it. He's been to an Australian T20 and he likes it. He could probably name five Australian players. And I reckon that's an indictment. I mean, he might think a bit silly, but when I was a kid, Like everybody back then, you knew all the Australian team, the squad, every state player, you knew the whole group. And so you want to go and watch them play. You want to emulate them in the backyard. Now, he'll watch it if I just happen to have it on. But other than that, he'll go, oh, there's Patrick Cummins more from the Gillette ad rather than from his performances in a World Cup or captaining his country. So I don't know if there's a solution to that. But I think, and this probably goes for a few of our national teams. More free-to-air coverage gives the players and the team exposure back to the public, and they're the ones you want to connect with.
1: Hey, Phil, really appreciate you ringing up to share your thoughts. Uh, Nick's in... <laughs> Paul texts in, you should be embarrassed that you're still asking why. Paul, this is a talkback radio station. We ask uh, listeners questions, and then they ring in and give us their view on it. That's sort of how this whole thing works. But, but thank you for your feedback. Um, <laughs> great job, mate. Uh, Nick's in Richmond. Nick... Come on in. Hey mate. Thanks for taking the call. No, thanks for ringing. Um, I actually don't reckon it was as big a disaster as it's been made
2: out to be. The side lost one game. They got pumped. They had a shocking night, which can happen in Twenty games. Um, they didn't lose any of the other games. So it's probably a decent chance to beat England. And what, they got 40,000 turn up to the MCG on a night where it was seven degrees and the game didn't even start. So I think... We might all be getting a little bit
1: carried away about how terrible it was. I've only lost one game. Yeah, well, there was, what was it, about just over 20,000 at Optus Stadium in a 60,000-seat stadium. Um, You say 40 to the MCG, and, yeah, the the weather wasn't great. I think it was 37, but let's not quibble over three. Um, And Australia, England, so how many of those were, were, were Poms and how many were Aussies? Uh, I didn't get the chance to have a look at it in great detail. Um, they didn't turn up. It was, I think, 18,000 at the Adelaide Overland, a must win, win and get in uh, against Afghanistan. I mean, the strikers used to get 35 um, there. And then there wasn't a great crowd at the SCG either against to start against New Zealand. Yeah, fair
2: enough. I, I'm not sure that T20 gets better crowds. Anytime time, anyway, and that's probably a bigger issue in the country,
1: isn't it? But yeah, yeah well, and, and Nick, but just I'll, for you, I'll, can I ask you a question? Is because when, uh, as I said, there wasn't the same set lineup. Only once did they play what we what the, what we thought the selectors saw as their best team in the build up, in the nine games. So there's a lot of players come in and out, and it's sort of a, a rotating. Um, set because there's a lot of cricket that the players play now and you do need to get a rest here and there. Then there's the IPL. So, you know, large chunks of the white ball year, Pat Cummins wasn't there, who's, you know, our most high-profile player. Um, They've worn arrested from time to time and there's a lot of ins and outs. And then when Glenn Maxwell says, hey, we've got so much cricket on that we just sort of move on to the next. Um, Now, he might want to walk back some of those comments that it doesn't mean anything sort of has been highlighted. But does it, for you, if you think, well, it does maybe it, do you get the sense that it might not mean as much to them, which I don't believe, I think it means a lot to them to represent their country, but it appears like because there's so much cricket, maybe it's not the be-all and end-all and so do then should we buy in completely if we feel like maybe they don't? That sums up cricket in
2: general, though, doesn't it? These bilateral series, it's a World Cup, so it should mean something, but I feel like that's the big issue with cricket, isn't it? There's so much of it, it doesn't seem to mean all that much. I'd actually like to see them have specialist T20 squads separate them from the others, so maybe it does mean a bit more. But yeah, I feel like that's, that sums up cricket in a nutshell for the last 15 or 20 years, that it's just a bit of a merry-go-round. It's always on. And it's just, yeah, become a bit of hit and giggle.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, there's a Jerry Seinfeld bit where he talks about that people have now got uh, the phones and the mobile phones and the pager and all that stuff, and we want to be called back straight away. There's a great bit that he does in Seinfeld where he says you've got to give people a chance to miss you. And maybe that's a little bit about what this is. Maybe it's just a, there's an oversaturation. Um, you know, the next World Cup we've we've gone, and I know COVID played a part in this, but there was a World Cup last year. There's been a World Cup this year. There'll be a World Cup in two more years for T20. Um, so maybe there's a bit of truth in that as well, Nick. I appreciate you shedding some light on it. Helen's in South Melbourne. Helen, stay there. I'm going to come to you on the other side of the break. Uh, Half-hour power of the Macca's run. The Macca's 30 days, 30 deals is back and you can text in, get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you. 40 Winks serious about sleep on the 40Winks Temper Text. This is the Maccas Run. Maccas 30 Days 30 Deals is back. Claim daily deals only on the My Maccas app. Welcome to the Maccas Run with Sam Hargraves. Uh, just a few minutes to go until we hand over to BP for the first serve, just a little half hour of power. Uh one three hundred seven three six, seven three six. the Harcourts open line, you'll move your Harcourts uh, and Maccker thirty days, thirty deals is back. Helen in South Melbourne has been waiting patiently as we ask I ask you the question. Tell me why you what went wrong on the field for Australia and why Australians weren't showing up to support them at the field. We got outplayed and outfanned, it seemed, at this World Cup. And I'm curious to get your thoughts as to why. Uh, Helen's well, in South Melbourne. Hello, Helen. Hi, how are you? Um, actually, my question wasn't so much our performance, but Australia apparently had the
2: choice of when this World Cup would be played and they chose
1: October. I'm wondering what they had to choose from because it's the wettest month all year in just about every state. And June, July or August would
2: have
1: been fantastic. Gee, that's a great question, Helen. I, I'm not sure what the options were. Are you there? Yeah, no, I'm here. And, uh, and sorry, we, we might just be having a little bit of a problem with our phone line. Uh, apologies there. I think that's a great question that you asked, Helen. Um, that what was behind the thinking to have it then? Oh, clearly, they don't want to impact the, the test summer, so it can't take over what would be our, our test um, and, and have our touring countries that come Um, that's a lot of what goes into keeping uh, the game ticking over. So that um, wouldn't have been an option. Um, So whether you could do it before footy season, whether that might have been an option, but that was too close to the last T20 World Cup. Um, So that was in November last year. So they needed to give it some space, even though it was COVID interrupted, you couldn't just go from one straight into another. So, yeah, there's a little bit in that. And it's a great question to ask. Maybe that was just the only time. But rain certainly did play a part um, more often than we would have liked. Um, and we know that there were far more dire consequences to the rain than just cricket matches being lost. Before I cop it there, we absolutely know that there was far more serious um, things that occurred and consequences of that rain, and we are thinking of all the people who uh, experienced that. I want to play a little bit of Ian Healy after Glenn Maxwell said this.
2: Cricket needs to stop, so you don't get time to dwell. Maybe when you retire, you think back to it, and oh, it would have been nice to have won that, but it doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything.
0: there's no point in dwelling about it.
2: It's, it's like, oh well. Should wish we had a one. We
1: didn't. That was Glenn Maxwell trying to take the positive stance and move on to the next and, and don't get caught up and don't get down in the dumps. Ian Healy had this to say today on SEN Queensland.
0: Yes, well, as we mentioned, I'm just uh, analysing the words of Glenn Maxwell in the paper of yesterday, because all of you had your say about Australia's cricket team last week uh, in response to my Gloves Off segment questioning their popularity at a time they needed a lift from our country. Um, And it didn't seem to me like it was coming. And certainly your comments um, uh, were along those lines. Glenn Maxwell's public comments yesterday are certainly not going to help us And help you that had those thoughts last week they were totally self-centered and he seemed to be unaware that they're representing our country one of his quotes in the modern professional game even world cups get lost in the mix few players will lose sleep and not dwell on such an exit for long now here's another quote
2: oh you can't dwell on it i think you move on pretty quickly i think we got a one-day series against england Probably 24 hours later, and then we got the Big Bash, then we got four-day cricket. We got, so there's, cricket has a stop, so you, you don't get time to dwell. Maybe when you retire, you think you're back to it, and, oh, would it would have be been nice to have won that, but it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, doesn't mean anything. <laughs> there's no
0: point in dwelling about it. It's, it's like, oh, well, should wish we had a one. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> yeah, no mention of the nation who supported us And we would love to have done a bit better for you. Uh, Invested to attend this week's semi-final in Adelaide. Uh, And a lot of people I know are going down to watch Australia play England. Um, Expats who return from their their place of residence now for a break and might watch some exciting performances. So this was a terrible, untidy performance by Australia, creating black marks for the hierarchy of coaches and senior players everywhere. They misread preparations. They misread the tournament conditions and they've been surprised by other teams who are playing better than them at their home. They misread the form levels of the key players. They misread the fitness levels of many and definitely misread the sharpness of everyone in the squad. After all that, I feel a changing of the guard will be the response. As bad as the planning was, it'll be a sign of a rebuild coming up rather than an embarrassing backpedal. Finch, And Wade's careers now will be in debate and in trouble. Do we want Steve Smith and Mitchell Stark in future? Or are we going to move on from them totally? These are major unknowns in the defending champions camp.
1: Yet... So that was Ian Healy at SEN.com.au to hear the full chat. And that's pretty much it from me. Thanks for all your texts on the 40 Winks temper text, or your calls on the Harcourts open line. Don't forget, Macca's 30 days, 30 deals is back. BP is ready and rearing to go with the first serve. Do not miss that. I'll be back at 10 o'clock for the Sporting Capital. G'day,
2: Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play.